Welcome in, everybody, to I Don't Know Jim Midseason Awards slash Week 8 Recap slash Week 9 Preview. We're going to give it to you all here. Our midseason MVPs, our midseason Super Bowl picks, Coach of the Year, and much more. So stay tuned for all the good stuff coming up next. Hey, Jim, we can kick things off with the Ravens heading down to Tampa and taking it to the Buccaneers in the second half. Mm. Ravens win this one 27-22. My quick thoughts would be, I don't know why the Ravens strayed away from their rushing game in the first half. Second half, they went back to it and they absolutely dominated. Are the Bucs frauds? Yes. I would say the Bucs will still make the playoffs. However, their offense looks completely broken. They can't run the ball worth anything. And their red zone offense has struggled mightily to this point, which is another concerning thing for them. I think that they will sneak into the playoffs here, and they do have potential to make some noise. However, they got to get it going fast. They're lucky they're in a weak division. I agree with those thoughts, Jim. Awesome. We can keep moving then since we're rapid firing this. Broncos-Jags in Wembley Stadium. You were supposed to get this one right. Broncos getting the dub. 21-17. Broncos, that's a good win, I think. They grind it out, but that's against a bad team. Jaguars, you got to show me more against this Broncos team, man. Like, what are you doing, Trevor Lawrence? He's trying to play hero ball, Jim. Uh, Jaguars tricked me when they beat down on the Chargers that one week in week two. Yep. They are frauds. They are not legit. They are still a year, two years, maybe more away from even being considered a remotely legitimate team. Agreed. Broncos, uh, I don't know what you're doing. Kind of selling ship, kind of not. Good win, though. That was that, <laughs> that was a loser-goes-home game. Yes, and arguably Loser they're both going home. They both are losers. <laughs> Okay, moving on to those oh, the fraud knows, man. The fraud knows. Mm-hmm. Every time I believe in them, they let me down. I have quite a vendetta against them right now. Sure. I know they're a little beat up, but wow. That was embarrassing. Yeah. Like I also I think this kind of proves to me the Vikings are a good team. This is a good win for them. I agree. I thought that they were going to come out flat here and the Cardinals were going to be able to kind of stuff them on, on defense, but not a, not a chance. No way. They were humming. And I know D-Hop got his, and I'll have whatever he's having as far as the PED department goes. But I think that the real big thing is this Vikings are for real. I'm taking them very seriously. I think they're a real contender in the NFC. Yeah, Zedaria Smith looks great. Um, yep. Kind of sad he didn't get signed with the Ravens and backed out last second, but he's a great dude. So happy for him. Good to see he's doing well. We can keep it rolling to that. Arguably the best game of the week. Wild game. Surprisingly. Panthers, Falcons. Drama, comebacks, glory. A 34-point fourth quarter. This game had it all. I, I don't blame DJ Moore at all. I don't know. Nope. He I should not have been penalized. He was not he in the field of play. 
should not have been penalized. And I, I won't lie, I would do the exact same thing if I had that kind of ability on the football that was, field. That was so sick. I'd be freaking out. Oh, there, so right? sick. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And we know they lost, whatever. It's an old, it's a tired narrative. Kicker should make kicks. I don't think the blame should be on DJ Moore. I agree. That was the sickest throw I've, I've seen in quite a long time from PJ Walker. And according to next gen stats, real quick here, that was the longest completed throw in terms of air yards in the history of next gen stats. I did see that as well. Pretty sick. Shout out PJ Walker. Yeah. And good for the Falcons for, you know, staying resilient, winning it in overtime. Um, Deontay Foreman had a game, but we can keep rolling here. Not too much else to say about that one. Bears, Cowboys. Cowboys took the Bears to town here. I'm, I'm going to give myself a little credit. I, I had this one. I had the Cowboys walking all over them. They look good. Bears showed me something. I mean, Justin Fields has has improved very slowly here as we go. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the Cowboys very seriously. Yeah, I agree, Jim. Bears showed some life, but the Cowboys are just better. Cowboys are a serious team. I'm taking them pretty seriously. I know that they kind of do this a lot where they look like a serious team in the regular season and then mm-hmm. just collapse. But I think this defense looks really good on, on their team. I Absolutely. think the offense has the pieces on paper. Tony Pollard's playing like a man that wants to get paid. Like RB1. He's playing like RB1. I don't know what Jerry's on. You can keep going to a very sad end result here. Mm-hmm. Bad look on us. Our gym of the week pick. Saints 24, Raiders 0. And it really doesn't get much worse than that as far as giving it out advice and watching the team you picked not put up a single point. And I think they crossed midfield once or twice in the whole entire game on offense. Uh, their first play in opposing territory was at the two-minute warning in the fourth quarter. Ugly, 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 ugly. Yeah, man, the Raiders, bad team. Uh, I, I thought they were going to turn around here. They're a bad team. The Saints, I will well, I won't be able to figure them out. I think I sh- I'm gonna stop betting on games that they plan because they're too hard to week yep. by week get a get a read on. But Raiders, I'm dubbing them. They're a bad team. I don't know what their roster is good, but they can't put it together. Agreed, Jim. We can head over to Ford Field where the Dolphins took down the Lions, although the Lions put up a good fight. Feisty. They're a feisty team at home. It doesn't seem like they travel well, but I mean, they just can't close these one these uh, types of games out. They don't know how to win. They're one and six. Dan Campbell, I like you, but I don't know what's going on in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Dolphins, good comeback win. Tua looks great. Tyreek looks like the best receiver in the history of the NFL. Good game. Yeah, it really is crazy how productive you know him and Waddle have been able to be. Good for them. They were down fourteen to nothing pretty early, and they come back. Get a nice road victory in a game that I thought they could get upset in very easily. But yeah, you know, Tua, they need Tua to win. And Tua's back, and they're going to win. To some more AFC East action. Patriots taking down the Jets in the Meadowlands. Jim, this was the definition of an ugly victory for the Patriots. I don't know how much this one you watched. But on offense, they really weren't very productive. If they didn't have Ramondre Stevenson, they would have been screwed. This guy literally led the team in rushing and receiving. He's doing it all for him right now. You know, Mac Jones got bailed by Zach Wilson throwing a bunch of picks and also by roughing the passer call, which was roughing the passer, but he threw a pick six on that play and that would have changed the whole entire game. So I consider them lucky to get out of there with a victory. 
Jim, you should have seen the living room in this apartment during that pick six. Oof. It was nightmare. Nightmare. Oof. It reminded me of a super specific game uh, that I, I doubt I doubt you would even know, uh, where Joe Flacco threw a 99-yard pick on the one-yard line for the Ravens in Denver, and I was about maybe 12 or 13 years old, and I had a breakdown because those are the worst types of picks. Thank God for that roughing the passer call, which what it was a, it was a correct call. Yes, it, yes, I agree. It's one of those tough ones. Good win for the Patriots. Pretty gritty. Jets. They just can't beat the Pats, dude. Uh, I think they'll beat them next time around. Probably, but we can move along anyway to the Battle of Philadelphia. That's that's the city. Battle of Pennsylvania. <laughs> there you go. Pittsburgh Steelers heading to Philadelphia to take on the Eags. There we are. The Eags look good in this one. They rolled pretty pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, Steelers put up a little fight early, but A.J. Brown, man, what a trade. Swole Batman, dude. Swole Batman went off. You see he got oh, tested on Monday yeah. morning. Rightfully PDs. so, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, they're they're a force right now. I don't like I said, I I don't know when the next time they're really gonna be in trouble is, but probably this Thursday against the Texans. Yeah, okay. Sorry. I don't know how I forgot. But yeah, Eagles wipe, Steelers, see you next year. We can keep going. Titans, Texans, AFC South battle. This one, nail on head here. I'm giving myself some more props. Derrick Henry legacy game, 200 plus and two touchdowns. I don't know if you can call it any more perfectly than that, Jim. He did his thing. Titans win. No Ryan Tannehill, but who cares? Give it to Derrick Henry 32 times and he's going to bring you a victory. Yeah, Jim, you nailed this one. Um, not, not a great game, but yeah, Derrick Henry walked all over him. Malik Willis had 55 yards in the air. Woof. Uh, but he, he didn't really need to do anything. Derek nope. took, the, took the chance, so props to him. We can move on over to Seattle, where the Seahawks finally, finally, someone takes down those New York Giants. Mm-hmm. I forget which side we were on here. I took the Seahawks. I think I took the Giants, but in reality, I ended up taking the Seahawks because I was convinced with some, uh, you know, communication how Seattle is a tough place to play. Yep. And the Giants, can't, they couldn't keep winning, man. They were snaking out of these these games. No. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to give my props. I've been doing it all year, but Geno Smith, he has been that dude for the Seahawks. It's incredible. Like, the year is 2022, and Geno Smith has a legit argument for MVP, if you ask me. Like, if Russell Wilson's on the Seahawks team, what are they, 1-7? and seven? Forget about it. Geno Smith has been super efficient. Kenneth Walker's certainly been a revelation for them, and and they looked good. The Giants, I mean, I think that we both knew they were going to regress to the mean at some point. I think we're starting to see that happen here, but good good win for the Seahawks, and I'm excited to see where they go and if they can compete for the NFC West title. Speaking of the NFC West here, 49ers-Rams. Niners just whooped up on them. We knew this. We know that Shanahan has McVay's number 31 to 14 here. Christian McCaffrey throws one, rushes for one, catches one, and it's starting to happen. They're building it around him. Niners are scary, man. They're looking scary. 
Yeah, Christian looked good. He looked real, real good in that purple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not the purple and gold, the red and gold. <laughs> Our Ravens are on my mind. Rams can't beat the Niners. And you want to talk about broken offenses like the Bucks? The Rams look pretty broken too, man. Very. I mean, hopefully McVay can figure it out with that offensive genius mind of his. But not looking like it does not look good. Three and four. I mean, th- I guess the good thing for them is that division's pretty open. Yeah. But at the same time, they don't look like a team that's going to just go on a winning streak. I mean, no, they can't do squat offensively, and their defense has been disappointing. So good luck. I mean, I guess, like you said, their division's not the strongest. And they've also played the 49ers twice, which was pretty much two losses for them. That's so cool. they're, they're done with that. So if you look at it that way, they are actually three and two. But <laughs> exactly. We can, exactly. We, can move, we can move on to another surprisingly good game where the Taylor Heinz commanders took down the Colts. Your boy. Lost some people their jobs, I believe. Oh, my goodness. Did you see the Terry McLaurin catch? That's his city, dude. That was awesome. That's that was an city. awesome game-winning drive from uh, Heineke. Oh, yeah. Colts stinky, 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 mm-hmm. stinky. So, so stinky. It's over for them, man. Not much else to say for me there. Nope, absolutely. Colts, you smell. See you next year. Maybe just time draft a quarterback instead of trading for an old guy. Commanders, they're fun with Heineke. I'll give you that. I know you're a Heineke guy. He gives his guys chances, and I think that's why McLaurin loves him. It's because he says, you know what? Screw it. I'm throwing it up. Terry down there somewhere. Give him a chance. He just plays with that chip on his shoulder, man. I, I love it. He does, man. He does. Now we can move on to Sunday night football. The Bills smacking down on the Packers here. And honestly, I don't have too much to say about this one. Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, they did their thing. The Packers continue to disappoint. And I mean, they kind of hung around here because Josh Allen had had those interceptions. But you know what? I mean, the Bills are the most complete team in the league, and the Packers have been just so brutal. Yeah, Jim, I feel like the scoreboard was a little harsh on the Packers, um, especially in the second half. They they did hang around a bit, uh, but I also feel like that's kind of in part to the Bills just taking the foot off the gas pedal a bit. Yep. Um, Bills absolute wagon. Yeah, very good. Dude, they're sitting at like plus 200 and change to win the Super Bowl right now. That is terrible value. But I mean, it just goes to show how much of a wagon they are. Mm. Packers, no moves at the trade deadline. I don't know if we're going to see much improvement on that offensive side, but, you know, hopefully. It's nice to see them be in the mix at the end of the year, you know, but their defense has got to step up too. that unit has been really bad. It's the curse of Zadarius Smith, man. Just so. In the last game of the week now, Bengals-Browns. Now, this was the whooping of the week. The Bengals look lifeless, dude. Their offensive line was so bad. Joe Burrow had zero time. Obviously, they were without Jamar Chase. And the Browns were moving the ball at will on the Bengals' defense, too. It was like, run, pick up a chunk. Throw to Amari Cooper, pick up 20. Run, throw. Run, throw. Brissett looked pretty unstoppable, which I know is an anomaly, and he's not like that guy. But good game, and maybe I was too low on Cleveland before this. But also, I, I don't know. I don't really want to buy a lot of stock in them right now. Uh, but I'm curious to see what you got to say because you know these teams inside and out. Yeah, Jim. Uh, weirdly enough, 
Kevin Stefanski owns the Bengals. True. I don't really understand why. Uh, they're two poverty franchises, so who really cares who owns who? They're both the Ravens' little boys. But Yo, what? The, Brown- <laughs> the Browns did look good. Uh, I think it was more so the story of, are the Bengals just awful without Jamar Chase? Because they okay. can't rely on his five-yard catch and make seven people miss for a touchdown. Could be. They He's a game awful. changer. They looked awful. They couldn't move the ball on offense. Uh, I'm telling you, dude, that that is Joe Burrow's strategy. Like, you know, those pictures, those memes of the, like, F it, Jamar is out there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. He He just throws the ball to Jamar. Jamar makes seven guys miss, and they gain 40 yards, 50 yards. It's unreal, and it works because Jamar Chase is really, really good. We'll see. Maybe that's a super big overreaction, but it was kind of nice to see the Bengals come down to earth a bit. Everyone thought they were back on this this train of oh they're they're really good still, they're all right they're very mid. I think you nailed it. And last year, people forget during the regular season they were very what the young kids say mid too. They finished ten and seven. They weren't this world breaking team. They got into the playoffs and they just got hot, you know. Yeah. So I think you nailed the analysis on this one pretty well. And that's going to wrap up our recap. All righty there, Jim. Big week in the NFL this week because it was the trade deadline. I believe we had the busiest trade deadline in the history of the NFL. You are correct. We could kick things off with some of the more interesting trades to discuss the trade itself, how it impacts both teams, you know, all that jazz. We can just head down this list here. We'll start it off with Jeff Wilson heading from the Niners to the Dolphins. What do you think about that one, Jim? Yeah, I think this is a good move for the Dolphins. They only gave up a fifth-rounder for them. 49ers, obviously, are, are moving away from kind of the, the committee approach. Now they have CMC. Um, so I think it was a good move. Uh, Jeff Wilson knows that system, and I think he'll definitely contribute for them as we head down the stretch. What do you think? Yeah, I agree, Jim. I think the the Dolphins saw the Ravens making some important moves that we'll get to later and decided they needed to add some players to get in the mix with the AFC. Fair enough, fair but enough. also added Bradley Chubb from the Broncos. Yep. Big addition there. That's your loading up move. That is your loading up move. It's not the Jeff Wilson for a fifth. It is the Bradley Chubb for a lot of picks. Yes, first round. Uh, do you think this move moves them up, moves them laterally? Uh, absolutely not. I think this is a huge boost for them. And this is a all-in type of move. I mean, you could say that about some of these moves as well, but like Bradley Chubb is a total difference maker on the edge, and they're addressing something that they are going to need if they're going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. You're not going to be able to get by the Josh Allens, the Patrick Mahomes, even the Joe Burrows of the world in the AFC without a, a, a star edge rusher so you can stop the run and get to the passer. So I think this is a big move. And on the other side, the Broncos, this is them mailing it in pretty much, getting the most for what they can. They know they're not going to be doing anything this year. So that's what I see. Yeah, I agree with you, Jim. Uh, I think this really shows that they believe Tua was their guy. I think this kind of shuts the door on the Lamar heading down to South Beach rumors. Unfortunately. Uh, no, we mean fortunately. Yeah, yeah. 
pay that man at Baltimore. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's enough about that, though. Well, we also, can... we should mention Chase Edmonds got shipped, but. Oh, yeah. See you, Chase Edmonds. Yeah, that's all I really have to We can move on to the Zach Moss, Naheem Hines, Swaparuni. Zach Moss. I liked Zach Moss. Me like too. It, I find it strange that he kind of fell out of favor up there. I guess it was a combination of he's been wicked inefficient this year and he has had trouble holding on to the ball. So I understand it from that standpoint. But do you think this changes the Bills offense to an extent? Because I honestly think it does. I think that gives them a nice running back with receiving. I think Devin Singletary is a nice workhorse. But with Devin Singletary on the field, you can't really run these screens. These You can't really throw them the ball that much. I think it just opens up a lot more plays. They can run with a pass-catching running back in Naeem Hines. I agree. I think it gives them a new element as if they weren't dynamic enough. They really didn't give up much for for this trade, so I do like that. Good move yep. for them. Yep, absolutely. This one, this next one, it was a real the head scratch of the day for me. The Falcons sending Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars. And obviously Calvin Ridley is suspended for gambling this whole entire season. So it's a it's a move for the future for the Jags. So I understand it in that aspect. But I'm sitting there and I'm thinking and I'm going, how do you even think to to be like, you know what? Let's go get him. He's suspended. Like I, they, they announced this move and I was like, holy crap, I forgot he existed. Like I forgot all about it. You know, I think it's a good, a solid move for the Jags. Like he's a good player, but I just kind of, you know, forgot about him. I I agree. I like the move though. It seems pretty buy low. Give your quarterback Trevor Lawrence another receiving option. Who's proven to be pretty solid when he's on the field and he's not gambling, but (laughs) no, I, I like the move for the Jags. Uh, I guess I don't mind the move from the Falcons. I don't know how they were going to really repair that relationship. See you down in Jacksonville, Calvin. Yep. See you next year, man. To move on to the steal of the trade deadline here. Okay. Roquan Smith heading to Baltimore. Helps shore up that defense. What do we think? I think this is a great, great move, Jim. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, gave up a second and a fifth. Sent AJ Klein the other way. And the Bears are still on the hook for a bunch of his salary mm-hmm. this season, at least. The concern here becomes: Did you just give up a second and a fifth for a half-season rental? Correct. And I understand that concern. I'm hoping that is not the case because Roquan Smith is—he's great. He's one of the best in the league. Um, Absolutely. I'm excited to see him on the field with Patrick Queen, really shore up that defense. A lot of Ravens fans were upset with this move because they, because he doesn't play wide receiver, Jim. Oh, <laughs> I suppose. And while I understand that concern, I don't. I understand the wide receiver get Lamar some help narrative. I also think that the Ravens' offense runs fine without a S tier receiver. Sure, they don't need the Devontae Adams, the Stephon Diggs of the world to be an efficient offense. I do I do understand the desire, the longing for it. You Definitely. Know, see Jalen Hurts gets an A.J. Brown type guy. Definitely. And he looks amazing. I love the move, though. Ravens defense looked pretty meh this year. That's not Ravens-like, so excited to see him help out. Yeah, uh, he's definitely going to give you guys a boost. I mean, he's one of the best inside linebackers in the entire NFL, arguably the best. 
So it's, I think it's only up for that defense, but we can keep rolling here. It's the next move. This one was pretty big too. The Vikings acquiring TJ Hawkinson in the wake of the news that Irv Smith, who has been a croak forever, is going to be out eight to 10 weeks and miss some time here. And now the Vikings are loading up here too. So I think TJ Hawkinson is a, is, is a great tight end. He's very dynamic. So I think this gives the Vikings a much needed element of a threat over the middle kind of, and I think it's a great move for them. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a great piece to add to that offense. Give a uh, good old Kirk Cousins some more toys to play with. I- I'm a little confused with the Lions, to be honest here. feel like, and I know I don't fully understand the, how GMs value picks and players and everything. I think to trade a player like TJ Hawkinson within your division, I feel like it should take more than that. I think that they're realizing it's falling apart again, and you better get what you can while you can. That's fair. Sad I mean, as it is. Well, see a TJ. I feel bad for him. He wanted to stay in Detroit. He liked it there. But maybe winning tastes a little better and he'll come around to that. Yeah, I bet it does. I like winning more than losing. That's for sure. You can have moving from a loser to a loser. You got Chase Claypool heading to Chicago. Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse. Got a feel for that guy. I like the move for the Bears. I do too. I think it's a good move. I think he's a solid receiver and he's going to give Justin Fields a a big buy to throw the ball to. Now you would say, well, Pat, what about Nikhil Harry? And I would say, shut up. But anyways, Chase Claypool, I think it's a solid addition. The Steelers, I think, are realizing that he's unhappy. They really don't need him. They've got Pickens, who will come up and I'm sure grow to be in a stud. He's shown flashes. But I think it's a good move by the Bears. I think that they invest in, in somebody for Fields to throw the ball to. And they have him under contract for another year after this. So why not? Yeah. My only thinking here, Jim, is there's been a lot of movement. We've talked about it a lot this episode with the get your young, promising quarterback, a receiver to throw the ball to. A.J. Brown got to go to Philly to play with Jalen Hurts. Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs. Hey, even Trevor Lawrence has the Jags moving for Calvin Ridley. I just don't know if Chase Claypool's and Devontae Adams heads down to Las Vegas, like all that type of those types of moves. I just don't know if Chase Claypool is like the wide receiver one type guy that is going to, you know, really help Justin Fields flourish. Uh, no, but he's better than everybody else there. That is true. Right. Like Darnell Mooney's solid, but, uh, you know, you can make an argument that he's probably the third or fourth best receiver on an actual roster. You know what I mean? I do. On yeah. any other team. All right, Jim, it's the moment that we have all been waiting for here. The mid-season, I don't know, Jim, award ceremony. And we can kick it right off by giving you our mid-season Jim VP, the most valuable Jim of the 2022 NFL season to this point. We're going to be clear. We're not looking ahead to this point. So, Jim, who's your guy? Who's your Jim VP? Jim VP, Jim, before I get into him, I'm going to preface this with, I think the MVP award in reality has a lot of politics at play. Mm. Now, there are some players that are very deserving of these awards, like yes. Josh Allen, or Patrick Mahomes, per se. Uh-huh. But this season, thus far, my Jim VP has got to be Jalen Hurts. Oh, 
Okay. I I don't like, you know, it's tough to win like a recurring, a back-to-back, multiple MVP awards. They like to throw it around. I'm going to give it to Jim, to Jim Hurts, leading the Eagles to 7-0 thus far. Jim, this guy has put up 1,800 yards, 10 touchdowns, only two picks, 67 completion percentage. You know, these stats aren't amazing necessarily for an MVP. But I really like what, he, what they got going on in Philadelphia. I think it's a great time to be an Eagles fan, and I really like the way he's balling out over there. Very fair. I like that pick. And I'm going to kind of stray off the path here a bit too. My Jim VP is going to be no other than Jim No Smith. Geno Smith, quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, man. He has had quite the revival. You know, if you had told me the year is 2022, Geno Smith would have 1,924 yards, a 72% completion percentage, and 13 touchdowns with three interceptions, and have the Seahawks with five wins at the midway point, I would tell you, you're a crazy person. However, this is a team that I looked at coming into this season and thought, you know, they stand no chance. I, I really honestly don't care who they have a quarterback. They're, they're in trouble. And, you know, I saw Geno Smith and I was like, come on. Like, you got to be kidding me. But he's been that dude for them, man. He's been super efficient, very accurate, making good decisions. And without him, I don't think they're in the position they are. And for that reason, he's my gym VP. I like that pick, you know, uh, especially because the Jim VP award really holds no actual merit in the real world. So we can give it to whoever we like. That's right. You can cry all you want. Let us know your Jim VP in the comments. (laughs) Anyway, next up, we got the comeback Jim Bow of the year. Of the mid-year. Of mid-year. This one to me seems like it's just got to be Saquon, no? Yes, I agree. And I could argue for Geno Smith here as well. But I don't really love when that happens to guys because it's like, what are you coming back from? You're coming back from being kind of bad, you know? Yeah, that's fair. So I'd rather give it to a guy that actually established himself from some sort of injury or whatever it may be, you know? I don't, I don't mind your take there, though. You know, the comeback player there is kind of the... You know, they wrote you off award. So mm-hmm. that is very Geno Smith-esque with the, he ain't right back. True. But, uh, I'm going to give it to Saquon this far because they did kind of write this guy off, you know. He's just not another one of those overrated running backs that got drafted high and didn't really pan out too much. And he's absolutely balling this year. He's got almost 800 yards on the ground with five touchdowns, averaging 4.8 yards a carry. Yeah. That's a comeback, Jim, if I've ever seen one. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. And just for the sake of entertainment, I think that Saquon, I agree with you on Saquon, but I think for the sake of entertainment, I'm going to take Derrick Henry here. You know, last year, he came out and was on pace to break the single-season rushing record, and then he had that foot injury. Now, he's sitting at 455 rushing yards, seven touchdowns, at four and a half yards a clip. That's pretty good for a guy that missed half of last season. I think that Saquon is going to end up, you know, deserving this this comeback, Jim, because of his story and all the injuries and stuff he's had to overcome. But I think Derek Henry puts together a pretty strong case. That's valid, Jim. And now I'm going to give you my surprise Jim Bob team here. 
And honestly, it's going to have to be the Eagles. Who would have thought that they'd be undefeated right now? You look at them heading into the season, you thought, oh, you know, they've got some pieces. They'll probably be pretty good. But holy crap, they've set the world on fire. They are just like whooping up on teams. It's week after week of this team gets slapped. This team stands no chance. And you look at it down the stretch here, too. I mean, who's stopping them? They have, they're my total surprise team of the year. Yeah, Jim, that's fair. And I think we could even talk about the Giants and the Seahawks in this category as well. Yep. But, but I'm going to go with uh, a little different direction here. I even thought about picking the New York Jets for this one. Oh. But I, I'm not going to pick the Jets. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings, Jim. Okay. Sitting at 6-1. and one, Healthy, healthy, healthy lead at the top of their division. Yep. I, I didn't think that the Vikings were going to be bad necessarily, but I didn't think they were going to be a 6-1 and one team. True. Um, and they've really proved me wrong. Zedarius Smith looks great. He'll probably come up in some later award discussion down this list. Oh, yeah, a little foreshadowing, you think? I think so. But, man, yeah, Vikings really surprised me in a good way. Yeah, definitely. Now to flip it on its head here real quick, who's your disappointing James team to this point? Man, I could give you a whole bunch. I think I think it's really good. It's got to be between the Cardinals and the Raiders. Mm. And I'm gonna go, I'm gonna lean with the Raiders here, Jim. Yeah, man, sitting at two and five at the bottom of that division, your season's done. Uh, you might as well just give up. You trade all that to get Devonte. You know, on paper, your offense looks great. Defense looks all right enough to push you to be a really good, really competitive team this year. And this is what you do. You put up a goose egg against the lowly New Orleans Saints. Yeah. It's embarrassing. It really is embarrassing. And it you're treading on poverty franchise water right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Those so are fighting that, words. Well, that gorgeous stadium. Ooh. Oh, fighting words, Alex. I'm gonna keep it in the division here. And I'm gonna go with the Denver Broncos because they have burned me personally, man. I thought this team was going to be a juggernaut on both sides of the ball. And to their credit, their defense has been pretty awesome. But their offense has sucked. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Russell Wilson has looked bad. He looks slow. All of a sudden, he's inaccurate. And they can't do anything. It's just like, I looked at it on paper and I thought, oh, wow. This team's got some real potential. Especially playing where they do at home. But man, the combination of Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson has just blown up in their faces, and they've been extremely, extremely disappointing. Yeah, I agree, Jim. I was pretty high on them this year too. But wow, they gave away a lot just to go three and five through eight games. Mm. We can move right along with the uh, disappointment angle. A team that will fall flat, a team that is performing well, pretending to be a gym. But in reality, they are a James. Mm. I'm going to go with the New York Jets, Jim. Okay. That's and a fair pick. The reasoning really is Zach Wilson looks awful at times. Yeah. Really, really awful at times. And you really can't succeed with that type of quarterbacking play. Mm. Uh, like consistently that bad. Yeah. You know, maybe if they throw Joe Flacco in. Oh, please. Knows. Get but, out of here. They're sitting at five and three. I mean, I think they could make the playoffs, but I, I kind of see them starting to regress back to a 500 team as we move along in the season. 
Yeah, I think that's a pretty good pick. And I'm going to stay in New York with you, even though I should say in New Jersey. Going with the New York football giants, man. I think that it's going to catch up to them really quick here as they start to play some more contenders. Um, You look at the schedule the next two weeks, Texans, Lions. Okay, fine. You can win both those games. They got the Cowboys, the Commanders who are feisty, the Eagles, the Vikings, the Eagles again. That's not looking too great for them. And I think they're a team that's record is very deceiving. I don't think they're going to be able to play keep up with a lot of these teams. And I think it's going to end up biting them. Wow, Jim. Those are some strong, strong points and words. And I do agree with you there. Thanks. Alternatively, some teams are going to, you know, pick up the pace the rest of the season and they will excel. Now, some haters might call me a homer for this pick. And maybe it doesn't really fit the criteria all that well, but I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Five and three is not a bad record through eight games, but they've lost three games against some good teams that they should not have lost. And, you know, you bring up a good point with looking at the rest of their schedule. They have, I think it's the third easiest strength of schedule left. Jim, they play the Saints, the Panthers, the Jaguars, the Broncos, the Steelers twice, the Browns, the Bengals, and the Falcons. I really think they have an opportunity to finish this season strong. I personally think they're cemented as the third best team in the AFC right now, but I I do believe they'll finish as the third seed, be able to give Kansas City or Buffalo at least a good game to hopefully maybe get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I like that pick. I think that they're definitely a team that, I mean, you look at it, they could have been 8-0 right now, but if they figure out, and, and they did last week, how to close games late, then they're going to be really dangerous. And they're going to be scary. And on that note, the team that I think is going to put it together in the second half of the season, and call me what you want, I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. You knew I was going to take them. I and did. one reason, they got Tom Brady. They're in such a weak division. And I know, yeah. You know, they lost to the Steelers. They lost to the Panthers. That's about as low as it gets. But I really can't count this team out. They've got the personnel. I just think they need to put it all together, and I think they will. You know, the year they won the Super Bowl, they got in as a wild card team. Okay? I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I'm saying they have that potential to be dangerous. And I think that the defense is going to get together. Brady's going to kind of get his guys going. They'll start throwing the ball to Godwin more now that he's back. Maybe Fournette can get it together. Same thing with the offensive line. But I like them to finish strong. Certainly a hot take, and uh, perhaps that was more what this category was hinting no. at. But no. I, don't, I don't hate the pick. I think that division is going to be the – you can make the playoffs at 7 and 10. Yeah. So they don't really need to excel that, that even that crazy. They just need to figure it out a little. And once you're in, once you're into the playoffs, anything can happen. Exactly, Jim. Speaking of the playoffs here, midseason Super Bowl pick. So we're going to need a representative from AFC and NFC. And as it sits, I feel pretty comfortable saying that the Buffalo Bills will be taking on the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl here. I love the DNA of the 49ers. I almost took them to be the team that will excel. 
but I think the Buccaneers are going to come on a little stronger here, and the 49ers have a tough schedule. But, man, like, obviously the Bills are a wagon, but don't let me get the 49ers in the playoffs here. I love them to represent the NFC. I also don't know what the odds are on any sports book, but the value is probably ridiculous. Not as good as you think. I was looking the other day. Really? It's it's like, you know, it's definitely decent value, but it's not as good as you'd hope for what you're thinking. Gotcha. My Super Bowl pick, being super square and realistic, I, I agree the Bills make the Super Bowl. I think this is the year that they make that final push. And I'd love to see a Cowboys-Eagles-NFC championship game. Both those two teams... <laughs> Kind of know how to fumble it in the playoffs, though. So I'm a little, I, I don't hate your Niners pick there. If I had to go square as can be, I think I'm going to go Bills Cowboys. Wow, that is not square. Bills Cowboys is crazy. Well, because I wanted to leave the Eagles for my hopeful. This is what I want. I would love a Ravens Eagles Bird Bowl. Oh wow! Well, you double dip with the Eagles. I mean, you can make that your your pick. The Bird Bowl. Yeah, we can have a Bird Bowl pick. I think I, I'd root for a Bird Bowl. I love be pretty a fun. Bird Bowl. Bird Bowl would be so sick, dude. We've talked tons of birds on this podcast, so if there was a Bird Bowl Super Bowl, we could have we could have three episodes a week. Man, I I I do a lot of things for a Bird Bowl. <laughs> I I do think the Bills take the AFC. I think the Ravens. I'd honestly, if I could give you my AFC, it'd be Bills take out take out whatever four seed comes out of the wild card. Ravens head to Arrowhead, take down the Chiefs, and I think the Ravens give the Bills a decent game in Buffalo. But if Buffalo secures home field, which it looks like they should, forget it. I don't know what's stopping them from yeah. running the table. Yeah, I'm with you. But I'd love a Bird Bowl. Me too. I think that'd be fun. NFC is tough for me, man. I think that that. Side's pretty open. Yeah. I mean, when you look at it, there's the Eagles. And sure, the Cowboys are right behind them. But other than that, nobody's really separated themselves. I guess the Vikings as well. But it's a lot of teams sitting around 500 there. I'm trying to be a little... The Eagles look really, really good, Jim. But the Cardinals yes. were 7-0, 8-0 last year. People and forget. Then they fell wagon. People forget. Yeah. I mean, these are the mid-season predictions. Correct. I, I do think the NFC is wide open. I really don't hate your Niners pick because they are a scary team to play in the playoffs. Mm. Great defense, and they just run the ball down your throat. Yep. If things go, the, the crazy thing is, like, the Niners' game plan is so, so demoralizing in the playoffs. That's the type they of stuff. scores on you, you're toast. That's right. They're going to hold on to the ball. Then it's going to move it slowly, methodically. They only need Jimmy G to, you know, throw bombs and win like that, man. They got McCaffrey now. Hello. Total element. Total element. Look out. So uh, we can move on to the new guys here. Our midseason offensive rookie of the year. Mine at least. And I know his season's over already due to injury. Mine's got to be Brees Hall. He was a total game changer for these first eight games of the season and he even missed last week because of his ACL. But wow. Like every time he ran the ball, it got shot out of a cannon and he made a total difference for the Jets offense in his first year as a running back. So I'm going to give him his credit. He's going to be my offensive rookie gym of the year. 
I do love that pick, Jim. And I agree. I think he would have had a great, great case if he didn't suffer that injury. But I'm going to go with a different rookie running back who, if they stay healthy, I believe could definitely make a strong push for this. And that's Kenneth Walker. Mm. Ever since he's been implemented in this team, he looks like he's really gassed them up to another level. He looks explosive, man. He looks great. And I think if he keeps up this pace through the rest of the season, absolutely. He's been awesome. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. He's He has looked great as well. And, you know, he's been a revel- revelation for them. He's definitely helped them out a ton. We can move now to the defensive side of the ball. Defensive rookie of the year here, Jim. And the beginning of the season. Jones? Huh? Are you going Jack Jones? I would love to go Jack Jones, but unfortunately, I, you know, he's been he's been really good for the Pats. And he's like, you know, whatever, the number one PFF corner. But how much does that really mean? Uh, I'm going to go with Sauce Gardner. He has been lights out for the Jets. Total difference maker for them, man. And he's got that swagger. He's a big dude. I I really like what he's done for them. And opposite of him, Jerron Reed has been playing very well. So uh, I, I'm going to give him his credit. He's been great. He's been exactly what they needed him to be. Sauce Gardner is going to be my pick. Yeah, Jim, he'd be my pick too. Uh, for the sake of switching it up a bit, I'll go with Aiden Hutchinson. Hmm. I've liked what I've seen out of him so far. I do think Sauce Gardner's been high and above the best rookie for sure. Yep. Uh, but I, I do like what I've seen. Aiden Hutchinson just, dude, every play he is moving. I know, I know the 110% expression is overused, but that man is chugging. Yeah. He's looked pretty good, man. I think they got a great, great, uh, great player. Absolutely. He's he's going to be a, a cornerstone for them on defense for years to come. Now it's time for our last Jim midseason award here. It's going to be Coach of the Year. I'll let you give your Coach of the Year first. The easy pick would be Nick Sirianni. You know, Eagles seven and zero. I'm going to go with Brian Dable. Okay. Solely because. To even get the New York Giants to six and two at this point, you got to move mountains. That is a franchise that gets clowned on for going like three and forty something. I mean, those numbers are made up ever since the boat picture they took. Oh yeah, they have not been good since the boat picture. Boat picture set set them down a path towards the bottom, poverty. And Brian Dable, they could lose the rest of the games this season. And I'd still say the season's a success. Yeah, that that's a, a that might be an exaggeration, but he's he's worked wonders there. I, I like what he's done this so far this season. He'd be my pick, Jim. Me too. He he'd be my pick too. He's been great, and the energy around them has been totally different than it has been in years past. And I credit him for a lot of that. But I'll, I'll give my my runner up. My runner up is going to be Kevin O'Connell, Minnesota Vikings. He's got him sitting at six and one way ahead of everybody else in the NFC North. And not to say that last year they were really that poor of a team, but, you know, eight and nine, their defense was very bad. Their offense struggled. Right now they're humming, and they look like a really complete team. And I'm going to give him all all the credit there because there was not a ton of hope. You know, Mike Zimmer left on a sour note with the Vikings, and this year was looked at as, oh, like, 
is this guy going to be able to, to put it together for them? And he totally has. He's got them sitting as, what is it, the number two seed in the NFC right now. So I think he deserves a little bit of credit for, for coach of the year. Yeah, I agree, Jim. Love what he's done over there. Well, Jim, that about wraps it up for the midseason special. And since this is a midseason special, we're going to take a break from giving out the picks this week on the pod, at least. If you are curious about our picks for the week, you know where to find us at I Don't Know Jim Podcast. Yep. Uh, should we give him a gym of the week pick though? From last week? No, for this week. Oh, a be a gym pick? Yeah, absolutely. After we got crushed so miserably last week, we can definitely give the people a pick to to rebound with. It's either Bucks or do the Ravens. Ravens are only two and a half right now against the Saints. I love the Ravens pick. It's got uh, it's my pick. It feels like another trap line. Well, it's disturbing because it's in the dome, but it feels like another trap pick to me. Like it just feels so. You think so? Like the Saints' defense did just croak the Raiders. The Raiders aren't the aren't the Ravens. Oh, Lamar. I agree, dude. I it's got to be the Ravens. I was looking at that thing, and like I saw the two and a half, and I was like, it feels like a trap again. But it's the be a gym. The Ravens win that game. Absolutely. They win that game. Yeah, that's right. My my be a gym pick with you, dude. Ravens minus two and a half right now. Book it. I know we just said we're not betting against the Saints, but we're betting against the Saints here. It's too good to be true. Be a gym. Be a gym's are four and one still. Yeah, be a gym sneaky are four and one. So you're not exactly losing money to this point. Well, that'll do it for this one, though. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it as always. Uh Keep tuning in for more good stuff. We hope you enjoyed. Cue the groovy tunes. Mm-hmm.